Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. LeBron isn't the only storyline in Cleveland this week. How can the Rams run it back? Plus, who is set to take the checkered flag at Daytona? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. I'm sure more than one media person and even NBA player rolled their eyes a couple years ago when it was announced the 2022 NBA All-Star Game would be in Cleveland, but... This Cavaliers team has been incredibly exciting and fun this season. Joining me now from Locked on Cavs, it's Chris Manning. And Chris, how do you think this season for the Cavs and the buzz that they have created with this team changes the way that we view this all-star game this weekend? You know, I, I think it definitely makes it a more impactful experience. I don't think anyone could have expected this. I certainly, if I look back on like my preseason expectations, the Cavs having not one, but two all-stars who generally deserve to be there, the presumptive rookie of the year favorite, Evan Mobley, like, and having actual real representation there is very unexpected. And it gives the, some air of legitimacy that it that, you know, doesn't necessarily need, but the Cavs are at this, not at the very, very center of this, but they're one of these stories at all-star weekend. And that's, not something I think anyone would have expected when when you were when we were thinking about this season. Yeah, thirty five and twenty three, right in the mix to have a home playoff game in the Eastern Conference. You were, and we can pull the receipts. Very excited about Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. but when they drafted him and uh, early on in the season. But it's not just Mobley who has helped propel this team forward for you. What has been the key to this resurgence? I think Darius Garland, who was the the first all-star named Jared Allen one as well, but Darius Garland to me has been one of the most impressive players in the NBA this season. The offensive burden he is carrying, you know, without Colin Sexton, who's done for the year with an injury, with post-Ricky Rubio, who tore his ACL and, and is done for the year, with an older Kevin Love, with Karis Silver just coming in and integrating himself. Darius Garland's offensive burden has been incredibly high, and he's handled it well. He's been at, dealing with a back injury that has limited him of late, but his efficiency is at an all-time high. His scoring is at an all-time high. His three-point shooting is at an all-time high. Like every number he has hit has been at an all-time high, and he it, he looks the part of a, of a superstar, all-star level guard. And I, I can think of very few players this year, this side of like John Morant, that have had the kind of ascension that Darius Garland's had. He's been that good this year, and he deserves, I think, all the credit in the world. The All-Star Game, not what it used to in terms of a litmus test for players and talent around the league. This is not the the 80s or even the early 90s. Is there something that you want to see from the Cavaliers players at the All-Star Game? Not to validate their selection, but to just be like, hey, it's pretty cool. These guys belong among the superstars in the league. I, I think there are two things, and and there's a third bonus one that is not exactly about them, but about the vibe of the weekend that I think is worth noting. Number one, uh, the Jared Allen, Darius Garland lob connection with with Garland throwing to Allen is going to be very worth watching. Those have been highlight plays all year, and the first time they throw one of those in the All-Star game together, I think that'll be a big deal and fun. Number two, um, just I'm, I'm fascinated to see just from a media person perspective, from a, his connection to the city perspective, I want to see what LeBron has to say about this team. He will be here in a couple weeks with his kind of eh, Lakers team. And I want to just see what he has to say now, um, as he's kind of observing them. And, you know, he shares an agency with Darius Garland. Like he's very aware of what is going on here. Thirdly is the bonus. Um, Miles Garrett is going to be playing in the all-star celebrity game. 
And this doesn't matter really to this Cavs team. <laughs> but if anyone has seen the Instagram videos, Miles Garrett is perhaps the the most scary looking athlete I've seen play pickup basketball. And he's playing uh, on a team in the celebrity game where he's going to get a chance to dunk on guys like Machine Gun Kelly and like other celebrities and stuff. And like, I just want to see Miles Garrett do crazy stuff. And he's been at a bunch of Cavs games this year and has only had like nice things to say about it. And he's been, he's bought into the team as well. But like Miles Garrett is like the appetizer to, to some of the stuff we'll see from these guys over the weekend is, is kind of a fun thing considering how much a freak he's going to be. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, how can the Rams run it back? Next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Anthony Davis will be out at least four weeks after an MRI showed that the Lakers star has a mid-foot sprain, the team announced Thursday. Davis suffered the injury in the team's 106-101 win against the Jazz on Wednesday. He then underwent x-rays that night that revealed no fracture, according to the team. But an MRI on Thursday revealed the sprain. The Lakers said team doctors will reevaluate the star big men in four weeks. It took all 49 points from Luka Doncic for the Mavs to head into the All-Star break with a win. Luka Doncic drops 49 in a game the Mavericks should have ran away with, but they just barely avoid disaster. Nick Hank said from the Locked On Mavericks podcast here, and the Dallas Mavericks had a 24-point lead against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans, and the Pelicans cut it to a five-point lead with just a few minutes to go in this game. Mavericks came out in the first quarter, 45 points, their highest-scoring quarter of the year. Luka Doncic just absolutely on fire, hitting threes all over the place, hitting shots, and just dishing out all over the court. He looked completely unstoppable in this game, but the Mavericks sort of let the Pelicans get back in this game. They really, really let their foot off the gas. It's the last game before the All-Star break, so you kind of understand them doing that, but... They end up closing out the game. They end up getting the win. Luka Doncic just misses his last two free throws where he could have had a 50-burger. Maxi Kleba off the bench with 20 points of his own. He's had two really good games in a row. Dorian Finney-Smith hitting a bunch of threes. And Jalen Brunson continuing his great play with 23 points and six assists. A lot to break down, a lot to talk about. We'll break it all down on tonight's Locked on Mavs. Kyle Lowry scored 12 of his 25 after regulation, and the Miami Heat entered the All-Star break tied for the Eastern Conference lead, rallying to beat the Charlotte Hornets 111-107 in double OT Thursday night. Duncan Robinson added 21 for Miami, and Jimmy Butler overcame a horrendous shooting night to make clutch jumpers in the second overtime period to finish with 15, 10, and 8. Miami has won six of their last seven games, tying the Bulls for the best record in the East at 38-21. and Speaking at his introductory news conference Thursday, four days after helping lead the L.A. Rams to a Super Bowl win, new Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell said he anticipated Kirk Cousins will continue to be the quarterback in Minnesota despite questions surrounding his future. Well, I know he's under contract, and I'm excited to coach him, O'Connell said. We hope he's in Minnesota for a long, long time. Oh, sorry, that second quote was actually from Packers fans. Sorry, I don't know how that got in here. Here's what to look for coming up on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, two quarterbacks with unknown futures. And that means Bet Online will give you odds on where each QB will play next year, if not for their current teams. With Aaron Rodgers, the top teams, 3-1, 49ers, Broncos 7-2, Bucks 4-1, Steelers 5-2, and the Saints. Coming in at 10 to 1 for Russell Wilson. 
the favorites. If it's not in Seattle, the Buccaneers at seven to two, the Saints four to one, Steelers four to one, Dolphins five to one, and the Raiders in Las Vegas. I'm sure Sierra would like that one at eight to one. Bet online where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. The LA Rams, they're Super Bowl champions. They are fresh off their parade in LA on Wednesday. And yet we got some of these questions coming up as recently as before the Super Bowl, right before the Super Bowl about Sean McVay's future, about Aaron Donald's future. That one came a little bit out of nowhere. Joining me now from Locked on Rams, Travis Rogers and Travis This was a weird couple of days in the future of the Rams from, hey, these guys might might not be back to, hey, let's run it back at the parade. (laughs) What do you make of the future of the Rams with those two guys in particular? Yeah, I think they're they're two of the three most important people in the entire organization. Um, I didn't really buy into too much of the speculation that Sean McVay wants to go to a TV booth or that Aaron Donald might be deciding that, you know, okay, I've, I've done everything there is to do in this league. I didn't put a ton of credence in that to begin with because – you know, you saw Sean McVay screaming at the top of his lungs at the at the parade today, run it back, run it back. That does not sound <laughs> like somebody to me that wants to go uh, call the Dolphins and the Jets on a, on a Monday night. Um, it sounds like somebody that wants to be in the middle of this whole thing. Aaron Donald is still in the prime of his football career. So it was very nice to hear them both say that they want to run it back, but I wasn't terribly worried that either one of them was going to leave. Let's talk about the run it back part of this because Aaron Donald said, hey, we built a super team. If we can have it again, why not run it back? Okay, how realistic is it to actually run this all back given everything that they have invested this year in this team? Well, I think they're going to be kind of a, a typical NFL team. And then at the end of the year, you know, you lose a lot of guys and a lot of guys move on and, and maybe some of their guys are maybe slightly more high profile than some other ones. But I think the core of the team will be back. I think the biggest challenge they have is dealing with the offensive line and not just losing Andrew Whitworth, who is, you know, he was the one guy at the parade today that did not run it back, run it back. He was a little more, uh, he had a foot on the brake the whole time. So he wasn't doing that. I, I think you got to replace him, not just that you need a new left tackle. I think Joe Nopum, a guy they've had in the, in the organization for a while is more than capable to step in there, but just what he brings to your team, as far as Andrew Whitworth goes, the professionalism, the experience and everything else, they got to rebuild that secondary because other than Jalen Ramsey, there there's a lot of, uh, question marks back there but you know when your quarterback your defensive tackle your wide receiving group is as good as the Rams are and you do have a guy like Jalen Ramsey on the defensive side it's a really good place to start as far as running it back Odell Beckham Jr we don't know when he's going to be back Robert Woods we don't know when he's going to be back and you mentioned some of these needs so to what degree does this team actually have the financial flexibility to do that because we know they really don't have the draft resources to say make a trade or draft someone to fill those needs. Yeah, they're going to have to get creative. And I think one of the things that the Rams have been very good at uh, under Sean McVay and Les Snead and and the entire group is finding ways to get things done. I mean, they gave Todd Gurley all this money. He's gone. They gave Jared Goff all this money. He's gone. They gave Aaron Donald a lot of money. Then Matthew Stafford may want um, an extension at some point. They've been very, very creative, though, in finding ways to do it. You know, as bad of news as it was that Odell Beckham went down in the Super Bowl, it may work in the Rams' favor in that he's familiar with the Rams. They win, they use him, they know how to use him. And maybe the fact that he's going to be in a rehab situation might work to their advantage. Maybe it's a short-term deal with a little bit of less money because of the injury. Robert Woods is another guy that's under contract. You can bring him back. Um, 
if it were some other organizations that's a little bit more conscious about trying to not overextend themselves financially, then maybe it might be a little more difficult. But Stan Kroenke has been all in from the moment he came to L.A., and I don't expect it to stop. The L.A. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford and his wife Kelly said Thursday that they would pay a photographer's medical bills and replace her cameras after she fell off the stage at the team's Super Bowl celebration on Wednesday. Kelly Smiley, a photo editor for the NFL, NBA, and NHL, and a freelance photographer, said Thursday on Twitter that she fractured her spine in the fall, which happened in front of Matthew and Kelly Stafford after she stepped backward on the stage. In addition, both of her cameras were broken. In a video that circulated heavily on social media, Stafford appeared to notice that Smiley fell, but walked away. Kelly Stafford, however, rushed to the edge of the stage to check on Smiley, Matthew Stafford was widely criticized on social media for his reaction in the video. You hope that it didn't take Twitter shaming for this to be a thing. But honestly, it does make you wonder. If you saw the video and saw how Matthew Stafford reacted, it does make you wonder if there had been no video, would we be talking about this right now? Would they have done this? It's hard to know for sure. Coming up, who is set to take the checkered flag at Daytona? That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today. In fact, I had a late lunch. I was starving and I needed something that tastes good. You know that that feeling when you're really, really hungry, but you know if you just eat junk, you're going to feel bad about it. And I, I don't mean just mentally. I mean physically. Like your, your stomach needs fuel. Your body needs sustenance. That's what Built Bar can give you in an absolutely delicious packaging because they're all covered in 100% chocolate. You get flavors like mint chocolate, like peanut butter brownie, like uh, coconut brownie. That's my favorite. And double chocolate is the OG to me. I love that. The 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 texture is great. That's that's one of the differences with Built Bar is the texture is so much better than than 98, 99, 100% of the Built Bars, or excuse me, of the other bars that are out there. And that's why I love them. It's why I prioritize them. You can get the puff right now, which is, which is this is true, protein-infused marshmallow. Like, come on, protein-infused marshmallow? What more... Could I have to tell you? I mean, come on, protein-infused marshmallow. What are we doing here? This is this is like Jetson stuff. This is crazy. I don't know how they do it. And yet, they taste delicious, low in calories, high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, and low in net carb. Seriously. If you don't believe me, check it out for yourself. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. We go from the Super Bowl, the actual Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl of racing. The Daytona 500 is already upon us. Joining us now from WCNC in Charlotte, it is Ashley Strohlein. And Ashley, there's a lot of excitement on this race because we have fans in stands yet again what is the big storyline you have your eye on here as we hit race week? Yeah, well, first you just touched on the fans, right? This, Like you said, this is the Super Bowl for NASCAR. They kick off their season that way. Last year, the Daytona 500 had limited capacity due to the pandemic. This year, 
It's full capacity and it's sold out early. The grandstands are full, camping's full, the infield. So fans are just so excited to be back for the Daytona 500, to, to be there for the Super Bowl of NASCAR and, and see what these drivers can do in the great American race. And it is a little bit different this year, a little bit cool and unique because it is not just your normal cars that you would see every week, week in and week out. There is a next-gen car that is going to compete here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was a, a huge storyline for drivers in the offseason. They obviously had the chance to go and, and test and get a feel for these cars. Uh, a lot of drivers would say, you know what, what's wrong with the car that we have? There's nothing wrong with it. Why are we making this change? For NASCAR, it's kind of like, we like to you know, shake it up every now and then. And, and we've had the same model forever. Let's go to next gen. What that kind of does in a way, it levels the playing field, right? So teams who may be don't have as much money. Maybe they feel like they get a fresh start. Everyone's starting new with data, right? How does this car work? But at the same time, the teams that do have more money obviously have more resources to put into studying those cars or in the engineering department and such. But still, new car, something new for drivers to, to get used to. They had the opportunity to go to the LA Coliseum and compete in the Clash last weekend to, to get a feel for that. And that was fun. But again, just an exhibition race. Now it's the Daytona 500. We know cars get tore up there. So some driver's going to be really upset with how, how their next-gen car looks at the end of this. We have, of course, to talk about the winners and the losers. That is why we have sports. It is why we race. According to Bet Online, Kyle Larson is the favorite to win. Who do you have your eye on at the top of this leaderboard, potentially? Well, it's hard to, to bet against Kyle Larson after the season he had last year. I mean, just race after race, he was winning, finishing so well uh, after being out for a season, came in with Hendrick Motorsports, won the championship. He's never had a lot of success on the super speedways, but he did win the pole for this race. It's an all Hendrick front row with Alex Bowman next to him. Bowman starting out front for the fifth year in a row. So the 48 team feeling pretty good about that. It's so hard to pick in the Daytona 500 just because it's really anyone's game, some strategy, right? Like, do you want to run out front? Do you work together as a team, your manufacturers, that type of thing? I think Larson is, is a great bet because he's just such a willman. But how do you go against Denny Hamlin? He's won the Daytona 500 three times. He was going for the three-peat last year, got so close. Michael McDowell edged him out there at the end. So I, I think it's hard to go against Hamlin. Him and the Daytona 500 have quite the love story. And finally, early Thursday morning, the U.S. lost to Canada in the women's hockey gold medal game in Beijing. Today, we reflect back on what could have been as Locked on Kraken host Eric Ayala joined Rachel Donner and Ann Kimmel live from Beijing to dissect how the U.S. let the game slip away. For more Olympics coverage, check on Locked on NFL on YouTube. Coming up on Monday, a recap of the All-Star Weekend as we turn the page to the second half of the NBA season. Even though, yeah, we know, it's not really the second half. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.